Welcome to a special mini-sode edition of My Comic Shop History. I am your host, Anthony Desiato. The second installment of our mini-series, The Homecoming, premieres tomorrow, Wednesday, March 25th, 2020. But real-world circumstances, both good and bad, have inspired me to put together this mini-edition of the show in order to address what's going on. We are in the midst of a worldwide health crisis, and first and foremost, I just want to say that I hope you and your loved ones are staying safe and healthy and sane during this difficult time. I know many of us are cooped up, have been cooped up, and will continue to be uh, for the foreseeable future. So I just want to extend my best to you uh, and to your families, and I want to thank you for listening to the show generally and to the show uh, in particular. On a positive note, I am extremely proud and excited to announce that My Comic Shop Country, my documentary film exploring the business, culture, and fandom of comic book stores across America, is available now at this very moment to rent or purchase on Apple TV, aka iTunes. If you've been following along on social media, you might know we were originally planning on an April 7th release, but I spoke with my distributor and we decided to move up the Apple TV debut uh, to today, March 24th, 2020. The film will have a secondary release on Amazon beginning April 7th, so that date remains the same for Amazon. So if you were looking to rent or buy via that platform, uh, we're just a couple of weeks away. But if you were planning to watch via iTunes, the moment is now. Uh, this is a long time coming, you know, as you're likely aware if you've been listening to the show for a while. You know, I've been talking about this documentary since season three of the podcast in 2017. So, you know, to have gotten to this point where we funded the movie via Kickstarter, uh, filmed the movie, edited the movie, found a distributor, and now finally have it out there in the world uh, really just means so much to me. I am immensely proud of the finished product. And, you know, I certainly hope uh, that you will watch the movie. Again, if you've been a listener of the show, I genuinely think you will enjoy it. Uh, so again, it is available to rent or purchase on iTunes right now, and it will be available on Amazon on April 7th. You know, one of the reasons why we wanted to move up the release, you know, part of it is that, you know, we know people are really looking for ways to pass the time and are looking for content and things to watch and read and listen to. But you know, on a deeper level, I really think that this movie uh, is needed now, you know, more than ever. This is, you know, obviously, uh, you know, a health crisis, but the economic impact of what's going on is staggering. And comic shops, you know, are among the most vulnerable businesses. You know, as you know from listening to this podcast, the running of a comic shop is no easy feat on a good day let alone during what we're experiencing right now. So this is an incredibly difficult time for comic shops. One of the things that the movie, I like to think, one of the things that the movie shows and shows well is why comic shops matter, why they're important to so many of us, what they have the power to do in terms of nurturing and cultivating community and providing spaces uh, for people to go and gather uh, if nothing else, I think that comes across in the movie, and I think that's a message that needs to be 
seen and experienced, uh, you know, right now more than ever. Uh, we want our comic shops to survive and to whatever extent this movie can shine a light on our comic shop community. I think that's what's needed right now. On this note of comic shops, one of the things that's actually been inspiring in the midst of all of this is how shops have been adapting and innovating in order to stay open, stay in business, and meet the needs of their customers. I've seen shops offering curbside pickup and delivery and e-gift cards and special sales and more, and I really commend these shops for implementing these measures and for our part as collectors and fans and customers, you know, certainly the health and safety of our families is paramount, but I would implore you, if you do have the means and the inclination to reach out to your local comic shop and ask how you could help, I'm sure they would appreciate it. I'm sure they would be happy to take your call or answer an email or Facebook message. And, you know, it's the sort of thing where if you're a listener of the show, chances are there's been a shop in your life at some point, hopefully currently, uh, that has meant something to you, that's been a part of your routine, that's provided uh, a place for you to go and express yourself and share your passion with like-minded folks. I know, you know, for me, as you know, I've certainly had that experience. And, you know, talk about crisis situations. Back in 2012, uh, in the aftermath of Hurricane Sandy, uh, my family's home, the tree fell across the roof. And on top of that, and no pun intended, we were without power for 10 days. And uh, this is when Alternate Realities was still open. And uh, though I wasn't working there regularly, I still had my key to the store. And I essentially camped out there. <laughs> uh, most nights I would go there after hours after Steve locked up and I would, you know, catch up on my television shows <laughs> and use the Wi-Fi and send emails and, and, and all that. And, you know, I really appreciated that. That's a very extreme example. But, you know, our shops have been there for us uh, in all kinds of ways. And so if there's any way in which, you know, maybe we can return the favor now, uh, I think that that would be a thing to do. As far as how this health crisis may or may not affect this cycle of my comic shop history, I wanted to sort of lay out uh, where we are right now and what we're looking at over the coming weeks and months. So as you are likely aware, especially if you listen to part one, and thank you to everyone who did listen. Uh, we got a, really, a lot of really nice feedback, which I greatly appreciated. People seemed to enjoy our debate over uh, whether a warehouse space should be called a room or a unit. Uh, so the fact that people got a kick out of that uh, delighted me. <laughs> so uh, thank you for listening to part one and thank you for the feedback. So if you listen to part one, you know that the thrust, our theme uh, for the homecoming is alternate realities, uh, temporary return to action as a vendor at Undiscovered Realm Comic Con at the Westchester County Center in White Plains in early June. That's what we're talking about primarily over these eight episodes. As of now, the convention is still on the books. Uh, I've spoken with Chris Wilcock, the organizer. He's actually on the next episode of the podcast, part two, which you'll hear tomorrow. Uh, we did record that a few weeks ago before the coronavirus situation escalated to the point that it has. Uh, so, you know, please keep that in mind when you're listening to the episode. But uh, everything we recorded still remains relevant. Um, I think Chris's feeling is that the convention is far enough out in June. You know, the hope is that the convention will occur as planned. Uh, so that's the assumption we're operating under. 
we certainly hope that the convention happens. We hope it can happen and that it can occur, you know, in a safe way and that alternate realities can be there. That's the ideal scenario. And that's the assumption we're proceeding under. If and when that changes, you know, we will address it on the show and it'll be part of the story that we're telling. As far as uh, literally the, the episodes and the recordings, you know, I learned long ago from Steve Odo to always keep a backup for the backup of the backup. So uh, parts two, three, and five of The Homecoming are already recorded. I did have to push a couple of recordings that I had planned for uh, mid-March. But uh, again, I, so I have the next, I, were, I have three episodes in the can, uh, parts two, three, and five. Part four is, uh, I came up with an idea. It's going to be something a little different for the show. It's going to be a solo episode. Uh, but I came up with what I think is a cool idea. And if you're an alternate realities fan and a Steve Odo fan, I think you'll like it. Uh, I'll share more information about that as it gets closer. But that carries us through uh, part five of The Homecoming, uh, which will be around mid-May or so. So my hope certainly is that by that point, I'll be able to resume my in-person group recordings and get parts six, seven, and eight of the homecoming recorded. Uh, again, with the goal being uh, that all eight episodes come out and come out uh, as planned. Uh, so that's certainly the goal. You know, if and when anything changes, I'll keep everyone updated. I might do some more of these uh, mini-sodes. Uh, but that's sort of what the layout and the landscape of the rest of the season look like. You know, I mentioned before people uh, feeling kind of cooped up. Uh, one thing that I wanted to do to maybe help alleviate that a little bit is I did make my first two documentaries available to watch in full for free. Uh, they've been on Vimeo On Demand for the past few years uh, thank you to everyone who who's purchased them over those years, uh, but I decided to uh, to make them available in advance of the My Comic Shop Country release, and also recognizing that you know people were looking for things to watch. So uh, My Comic Shop documentary and By Spoon, the Jay Mizell story, are both available. Uh, you can find them on the My Comic Shop History and My Comic Shop Country Facebook pages, uh, on Vimeo, uh, or on the Flat Squirrel Productions website. So if you've never seen those movies, or if you have, uh, but you want to revisit them, uh, you know, please feel free to take advantage and watch them now. They are certainly not required viewing before watching My Comic Shop Country. Each project is standalone. But one of the things that I've been thinking about recently is that you know, for those folks who have been following along, who watched My Comic Shop documentary and listened to the podcast and now watch My Comic Shop Country, specifically with respect to alternate realities, I think you really do get quite an arc. Uh, so for those of you who have been along for the ride, you know, you, you have gotten a long view of the AR saga, uh, and I certainly hope you've enjoyed it. One thing I would ask specifically with respect to your viewing of My Comic Shop Country if you enjoy the movie, uh, please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes. It really does help a lot to make the movie more discoverable for other people uh, so that it shows up as a suggested item and that it comes up more readily in uh, search results. Uh, so again, if you enjoy the movie, again, please consider taking a moment to leave a rating or if you're really feeling generous to write a few words uh, as a review. Uh, and if you don't enjoy the movie, you know, just, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> Uh, but I would really appreciate it. And, you know, any and all shares and mentions on social media are greatly appreciated. Uh, I created new dedicated handles for the movie. It's My Comic Shop Country on Facebook, My Comic Shop Country Movie on Instagram, and My Comic Shop Doc on Twitter. So, you know, feel free to to tag away. 
And beyond social media, you know, if you have people in your life who you think would enjoy the movie, you know, please, please share it with them. Uh, but above all else, uh, I really, really hope that you enjoy the movie. And I thank you very much for your interest in this over the years and for your patience and your enthusiasm. Uh, this really is a big day, a momentous day in the history of Flat Squirrel Productions. Obviously, I wish it were under better circumstances, but uh, this might be, you know, the sort of thing that we need right now. And, uh, you know, hopefully for the 85 minutes that it takes you to watch it, hopefully it allows you to uh, sort of look beyond the uh, the circumstances that we're currently in. And hopefully it distracts and entertains and might even make you feel something. Uh, so again, I hope you enjoy the movie. Now I am very happy to present a special little treat. Sean Hendricks, the new owner of Fat Moose Comics in Whippany, New Jersey. He's going to be my guest on parts three and five of The Homecoming. Part three is actually going to be a commentary track for the documentary, so that's a very cool episode. And then in part five, uh, we're going to talk all about how he became the owner of Fat Moose. So there are two full episodes coming up with Sean Hendricks, but right now I'm very happy to present uh, just a short conversation with Sean as we celebrate the release of My Comic Shop Country. Enjoy. I'm very excited to welcome back to the show, for the first time as owner of Fat Moose Comics, Sean Hendricks. Well, hello. Congratulations on your new role here at the store. Uh, thank you very much. It was a very sudden and unexpected, but necessary transition. I could not be more excited for you, and you're actually going to be back on the show, and we are going to talk all about how this came to be and what it's been like for you as the new owner of the shop. Oh, what a tale that will be. <laughs> But today, for this episode, this is an episode that in a lot of ways, you know, I've waited years to record. So officially now, uh, My Comic Shop Country is available digitally to yes. purchase or rent on Apple TV, aka iTunes. So the film is out there. It is available. Uh, as you're listening to this, you know, I hope many of you have already watched it or are planning to watch it. Uh, and I hope that uh, that you enjoy it. But, you know, this is really, like I said, the culmination of a years-long journey. I won't take you all the way back to the death of Superman. We'll, we, won't ha we won't go that far back. But, you know, this, honestly, the genesis for this really was uh, like the tail end of 2016 for me, heading into 2017. Because I was finishing up season two of my comic shop, History. We had talked about collecting. And I was really trying to figure out where to go next with both the podcast as well as my my filmmaking endeavors and that led to this idea of visiting other stores with both the podcast and then eventually a documentary film and you know so from 2017 on it was really about you know we did the whole season of the podcast visiting other stores laying the groundwork building up to the kickstarter campaign running the successful kickstarter campaign and i remain grateful to everyone who contributed to that uh, and then getting into the production and post-production of the movie the screenings um, trying to sell the movie ultimately finally thankfully finding a distributor getting the movie out there so it's it's really been uh, you know a few years uh, and, and a lot of hard work, not digging ditches or, or laying brick or anything like that, but, you know, it, it has been a tremendous amount of time and effort. Well, that's on top of, you know, <clears throat> being married and having a real job, a quote-unquote real job, <laughs> and also now having a child, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's, I don't um, know how you do it, sir. Kind of, that's a perfect segue, because I want to thank you, you know, for all of your participation and enthusiasm and support for both the podcast and the documentary, you know, you've, I don't want to 
you know, I don't say this at the expense of anyone else because we have had, you know, a bunch of other people who have participated in the promotion and I appreciate it. But, you know, you've really gone above and beyond. You spearheaded the Jersey screening that we had back that over was the fun. summer. Yeah, that was a good time. That was time. a fun time. Uh, and you've really rallied your customers. I mean, there, there really seems like there's a lot of interest in this within the Fat Moose community. And, you know, I appreciate that. Well, you, you do good work and it, it, it you put I, me in a movie. What, <laughs> I, what, you kidding? I, my girlfriend, oh, God bless her. She's like, all right, enough. I get it. You're in a movie. You know, she was at first when we went to the screening in Yonkers, when you reached out to me, I'm going to do my first screening in Yonkers. It's a bit of a schlep for you. I'm like, I don't care if it's in Yonkers, Canada, <laughs> if there's such a place. I'm going, dude. I want to see this, you know, and it, it was so, so great. And it's, you know, it's been wonderful. And why wouldn't I be enthusiastic about it? It so captures what this is all about. You know, and the community of it and the hard work involved and the highs and lows, you know, it doesn't sugarcoat anything, but it also isn't, you know, this doom and gloom sort of view. I, there are a few uh, YouTube channels I've been watching lately, and it's just people just complaining about the state of comics and the state of the industry. And some of these guys are store owners and they're just, pardon the language, pissing all over it. And it's like, well, how does that help you and your store? Why not try to find the positive about it? Right. And, and and say yes it's a lot of work and it can be frustrating but we're doing it because we love this stuff you know and and that's wh how i operate mm -hmm. you know i i didn't have to take over this comic shop i chose to because i love it and yeah it's a lot of work and it's frustrating what isn't you know if you that life is a lot of work and frustrating but at least i get to do this so sure. yeah if you're doing something you love and you're passionate yeah. about but no man i i you don't have to thank me at all i thank you you didn't have to come here and and talk to us and film us like, plenty of comic shops you know and and you choo choo chose fat moves man <laughs> so I and appreciate I'm, it. I'm thrilled that i did i think uh you know you individually and the store as a community i think added a lot to the film um especially you know this whole idea of community and the wednesdays being a gathering and a clubhouse i think you know the footage that i captured here really shows that very well so uh you know it was my pleasure to, to come and amidst all of your, uh, you know, promotion and rallying the customers, you've started this movement to <laughs> release the Hendrix cut. What, what is this? What is this Hendrix cut? Hendrix cut? Well, look, I know you're a big Zack Snyder supporter. I, I believe that he, his movies have been unfairly maligned. Okay. And I, I do support his vision of the DC universe. And... I would love to see his his cut of Justice League. Right, so that's what this is all predicated on. That you know, when uh, Joss Whedon took over, made you know a lot of changes, and uh, everybody kind of rallied like, "Oh, release the Snyder cut somewhere. There exists the Snyder cut, the Snyder cut." So I just had the brilliant idea one night of like, "Well, there's got to be more footage of me that Anthony didn't use." And how about the Hendrix cut? You know, and I jokingly said to some customers and stuff like, ah, we got to start a hashtag, release the Hendrix cut where it's just all the unused footage of me. And a few people started posting it online, like hashtag release the Hendrix cut. I was actually going to start a petition and just, just as a joke to make it an obvious joke. I don't want people to think I'm really that about myself. I'm not, I'm, I'm really not, but I just thought it'd be a nice tongue in cheek way to, to draw attention to the documentary. Just be like, who is this clown who really thinks people want to see just you know two hours of him <laughs> pontificating? Yeah, you know? no, that's very when you when you ran the idea by me, I was like, no, that's really funny. I said, yeah, my only concern is people thinking that this is a real thing, but uh, <laughs> but no, it's been really funny. The the ironic thing is though that there's I used a lot of your footage, and as far as the footage that I shot at the store, like that Wednesday in action. 
there's not a ton on the cutting room floor, really. You know, I mean, a lot of a lot of those interactions and everything are are represented in the movie. I mean, yes, as far as your interview that, you know, you know, we recorded, you know, we filmed for like an hour. I know. You know, only a few minutes are in there. So there is more interview footage. But oh, what a perfect segue. On the My Comic Shop History Patreon page, I have been posting unused interview footage from the documentary. Uh, there isn't any of yours up yet, but uh, we will, we will, everyone will eventually be represented uh, in these unused clips. More me? More you. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I ever told you when we came to the screening, uh, Nicole and I, I had no idea how much I was in it, if I was in it. Oh, right, uh, yeah. You know, and so anytime I showed up on screen, I, I, just froze up like oh don't say anything stupid oh god oh god oh god and then my little segment would be done i'm like oh okay that was you know i can live with that and then i thought okay that's probably it i'm probably not in it anymore and then i'd pop up again and I'd be like oh there i am again oh oh god don't say anything stupid and then that would pass i'm like okay so after a few segments with me i'm like all right that's got to be it that's that's plenty that's plenty <laughs> of me but then in the back of my mind my ego's like maybe one more maybe maybe i'm in it one more time you know so it was uh, edge of my seat viewing the whole time because i had no idea i had no idea what i was in for well that, and you know I, I guess we'll get into this when we do the commentary but you know that was the interesting thing in structuring this movie because i you know from the very beginning this was never meant to be a series of profiles on different shops so it was never going to be like okay now here's the fat moose section and then here's the acme comic section but the way it sort of worked out, there are certain stores that kind of carry the ball a little bit more during certain segments. But then there are people, and you, you know, you are one of them who kind of pops up throughout because you, you know, you speak to different aspects uh, that are that are covered in the movie. Amazon and iTunes—that's that's impressive. They're going to end up on you know Crackle or Crunchyroll <laughs> or something like. You know, this was the last thing though, that I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I wanted to say, you know, in the past I've self-distributed my movies through Vimeo on demand. Nothing wrong with that, but. Uh, the first time that I saw the movie's page on Apple TV uh, back in March, I didn't know if it was up yet. And I said, ah, let me just take a shot. I knew the distributor was in the process of submitting it. And so I said, ah, let me just search for it. And it came up. And uh, it was really uh, kind of surreal. You know, as someone who uses that service to watch movies all the time, you know, to see something that I made there uh, was really a powerful moment. And, you know, going going back to this journey... You know, it was it was nice to really see like, OK, we we made it now. Of course, we hope that, you know, people gravitate toward it. That's well received. But, you know, the reaction is the reaction. But to have gotten to that point really means the world to me. How many times did you go and look at that screen of uh, pre-order for the movie? Just a few. <laughs> Just, Just a, a few. few. All right. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> made it your uh, your your screensaver. Well, we, no, no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, congratulations, sir. Thank you very much. Welcome to the big time. My thanks to Sean for participating. He'll be back later in the season. Thank you all for listening to this mini-sode. Remember, My Comic Shop Country is out today on iTunes. My Comic Shop History is back tomorrow, March 25th, with part two of The Homecoming featuring Chris Wilcock. I hope you'll tune in. Don't be a flat squirrel.